Hello, welcome to the Untitled Henna Podcast. My name is Adam Copeland, Project Director within Operations for the Higher Ed North America Business Unit within Study Group. I'm excited to be bringing this project to you, which aspires to be a connection point amongst our colleagues who are globally dispersed and hopefully giving a chance uh, to get to know each other better uh, through a quick interview uh, on a bi-weekly, monthly basis. I'm excited to be interviewing a lot of different people around the world and finding out a little bit more about what they do within our company and a little bit more about themselves personally that will hopefully uh, be a way for us to get to know each other, even if we don't get a chance to meet each other face to face. I'd like to welcome Nusrat Bashir, our, one of our uh, associate directors of student recruitment for Henna. And uh, Nus, thank you for, uh, for joining today. And uh, can you uh, start out by introducing yourself and giving us a little background on who you are? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Adam. So as you said, I am the recruitment associate recruitment director. Um, I manage the EA region um, and I lead an absolutely fantastic team of five recruitment managers who are each responsible for a number of sub-regions across EA. And ultimately, our objective is to grow NSC enrollments across the HENA portfolio. But we do um, focus um, on key centers in priority markets. Mm -hmm. So what, um, in, for a lot of uh, folks who um, may not have had a chance, uh, particularly in HENA at our centers, to um, interact with our, um, our sales and recruiting team, um, mm -hmm. what exactly do you do? What are, or, or, I, know, I know there's no <laughs> typical day, um, but yes. what are some of the things that are involved in uh, managing people, uh, in hitting recruiting targets? Um, can you give us a little bit of uh, insight into that? Yes, absolutely happy to, Adam. So um, much much of what I do on a, on a daily, uh, and I would say weekly basis, is really just making sure that we're on track um, in terms of, you know, reaching the milestones we have set to um, to hit the um, you know the confirmation targets mm -hmm. and especially at this time of year now as we're getting closer to application deadlines then seeing where we are you know uh, the, once the pipeline reports come out uh, which is usually every other day mm -hmm. is really critical having one-to-ones with the team uh, making sure that they're on track with the plans a lot of the planning happens you know well in advance of each of the intakes so we will have already agreed on you know which are the focus centers that the team um, you know will uh, will pay particular attention to where mm -hmm. they have specific targets um, where we will have partners in the market um, where we're doing in additional um, uh, activities such as you know working with our agents to develop marketing campaigns um, so a lot of the, a lot of the planning happens in advance and then much of the time the team is out in the market you know um, working on those initiatives so it's really making sure that they're on track that they you know if they hit any um, bottlenecks or any issues that they can come back to me and and we work obviously um, very close to um, you know the OD teams of people like yourself when we need uh, we need things like extending application deadlines that's obviously obviously crucial at this time of year and, and working with um, the folks in marketing and admissions so there will there will be things no matter how much planning we do in advance of the cycle then there will be things that happen you know that the market is always changing um, where we need to go back and forth you know 
whether it's um, something we need to change with the, you know, admissions criteria or, you know, um, there's a specific request um, for some new marketing content. Um, so predominantly the team are out in the field, you know, um, driving um, applications, working on conversion, um, and I work specifically, I would say, a little bit more um, since I took on this role. Um, with with the three functions I've just me uh, mm -hmm. mentioned to support the team. Mm -hmm. um, how did you come to work with Study Group, and when was that? <laughs> okay, so this actually started with a really casual conversation uh, with a with a former Study Group uh, colleague at a student fair, UKIAS, I think it was, uh, mm -hmm. in Nigeria back in 2014. Um, I was working at the University of York at the time. I'd been there for eight years and was just, you know, looking for something new. Uh, so I, you know, just mentioned I was looking uh, to make the move from the university sector to a more commercial mm -hmm. uh, sales-oriented organization. Um, things progressed very quickly. He had a chat with a couple of people and... A couple of interviews later, I moved <laughs> from the UK to Dubai. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what what role did you take um, when you started with Study Group? So I started as the recruitment manager for the Middle East region. Um, so uh, that was working in the UK division. So yeah. that was an easier transition because prior to that, I'd worked for three different UK universities. Um, so it was it was a smooth transition so far as the product goes, um, but obviously uh, <laughs> uh, very different in terms of the pace um, from mm -hmm. you know, public to private sector. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you were working with uh, the three UK universities, you were mm -hmm. uh, primarily doing student recruitment for those institutions? Um, I started off actually, so my first role um, working for Leeds Beckett University, that was actually um, a marketing role, um, mm -hmm. and I was working really uh, focusing on the domestic market, um, and then got really interested in um, international um, international recruitment, and, and that came about um, when I got involved in a project at Leeds Beckett, working with international students to develop marketing content. Mm. And when mm -hmm. I was interviewing students um, and just hearing about what motivated them to leave their home country, that's really what sparked my interest. And I thought, gosh, I, you know, I've, I've been working on the domestic market for a couple of years. It's kind of a little bit of the same old, same old, and I really want to get mm -hmm. in on you know, the, this really dynamic, challenging area of international student recruitment. And I think back then as well, there was a lot of investment, um, mm -hmm. both like from the government and, you know, within universities. The buzzword on every campus back then was internationalization. So this was really an area I wanted uh, to get into and haven't looked back since. <laughs> yeah. What was your, um, what was the impetus or the, um, the path that, um, or the desire to get into education to begin with? Um, frankly speaking, uh, <laughs> I was I was working for a, uh, a greeting card company doing a marketing role and oh, cool. uh, and then just wanted to to progress in marketing and saw this job at Leeds Beckett and it it wasn't really uh, about you know that, that I want to get into education this was this mm -hmm. was a marketing role uh, with a large organization um, it was once I joined Leeds Beckett that I got really interested in kind of the international student recruitment side of things so it it wasn't a 
you know, it, it wasn't a planned kind of career move mm-hmm. to go into education as such. It just started with a, you know, a marketing marketing job in a university. Um, can you tell me a bit about Leeds Beckett uh, as a um, as an American? Uh, I'm not familiar. As and we can talk about this, that your transition from uh, the UK portfolio to the Hena portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. and some of the differences we're talking about, but uh, yeah, just a little bit of uh, insight into that uh, university. Mm-hmm. Um, Leeds Beckett was a really interesting uh, first first step into you know uh, UK education because um, I worked in a, in a team of eight people, uh, mm-hmm. and back then that was a, a pretty decent size for a marketing department in, mm-hmm. in just one faculty. So I worked in the, what they now call the faculty business, but it was the Leeds Business School back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the business school worked very much uh, like a, uh, I would say, a private organization. There were a lot of the academic staff had um, industry experience. So I gained a lot of experience, um, you know, not only in terms of marketing, but just really understanding um, kind of the the link between industry and and education. So uh, it, it, it was definitely different to some of the other universities I then moved on to. Uh, in mm-hmm. some ways, it, it felt, in, in terms of how progressive Leeds Beckett was, it did feel like I was going backwards a little bit as I uh, moved on to a couple of other universities that were mm-hmm. higher ranked and, and, mm-hmm. and, and a little bit, I would say, um, risk averse. Um, but yeah, Leeds Beckett was a great first step, I think. They were, they were very progressive and they were recruiting hundreds of international students uh, back wow. then, and that was 2002. Yeah. And then you made the uh, transition from uh, recruiting the UK portfolio uh, to recruiting uh, a lot of the new centers that launched in North America um, last year. Yeah. Um, and, yes. And uh, even though both are considered Western education, um, UK and the, the US in particular uh, have a, a few differences. <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 their, um, in the in the whole setup, uh, any anything that you've uh, looking back on uh, so far, and what you've learned in Henna, um, what uh, what are some some fun takeaways that you've learned about the differences um, between uh, UK recruiting and Henna recruiting? Um, I, I think my initial thoughts were were you know the difference between UK and US was just the US is an absolute minefield in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, we use lots of acronyms in in education, and I think I got uh, I became so familiar um, with the UK, having gone through the British education system myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know if somebody mentioned at a particular university, I knew something about them. And I think moving across to Henna and hearing all these different universities and competitors, it kind of it felt. Honestly speaking, quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody said, "Oh, Shawlight has just signed X," it kind of just it went over my head a little bit. I'd had to kind right. of go in and <laughs> and Google. So there were, um, I, I, th- I think, in terms of the the learning, it, it, w- it was a steep learning curve. And you know, uh, it, just in terms of I think volume and and, and just obviously the size of the US and, and the number of competitors. Um, I think the the other main difference I think I found, um, and not necessarily, these are not necessarily from facts, but mm-hmm. I would say is that um, 
with the UK, a, a lot of the universities have established international offices. So they have um, outside of the academic community, they have mm-hmm. uh, full-time recruiters, um, and, and that always made uh, my life easier as a um, UK recruitment manager because you were speaking to people who had a lot of experience in those markets. Um, and I think it's very different in the US. I mean, obviously, we have some great examples. You know, we have people like Ed at JMU and, you know, and Renee at Lynn, etc. Just a couple of examples of people who go out there, they know the market really well. Um, but I think just uh, from one of my um, uh, big trips to China with, you know, a couple of people from uh, universities, West Virginia, Western Washington, it, it was mm-hmm. very clear that <laughs> they were not necessarily the right people to have in the market. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was just really um, a, a lot of a lot more hand-holding than I mm-hmm. envisaged I'd be doing, um, I think, with, with some of the partners. So that's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, th- I think we're getting there, and I think, I mean, obviously, the, the great work you've been doing, Adam, uh, in, in terms of facilitating and finding the right contacts, um, just uh, I think he's making that process a little bit easier when we're out in market. What are some of the things that make you excited uh, to do your job? Or what are some of the things um, that you do that, that bring you um, most fulfillment or joy? I have to say, obviously, uh, being in sales, seeing those confirmations coming in. Um, <laughs> but especially when, when the confirmations come in um, as a direct result of a particular recruitment initiative, um, you know, because you can measure the ROI pretty much straight away. And as long as it's not a high visa risk uh, area, then it, you know, Mm-hmm. That does make me super excited. Um, I also really enjoy working with our partner universities in markets so that they can get a, a better understanding of our operation and um, and be able to get feedback, you know, from our agents. So it's not it's not us just telling them it's steering what some mm-hmm. of the objections are. They're hearing hearing it out in the market. Um, so yes, they're some of the things that I really enjoy. One of the things, and I have to say, just uh, uh, drawing on some of my experience working. On three university campuses, one of the things I really miss is not seeing, you know, some of the happy students that you've recruited and, and, and mm-hmm. hearing how they're getting on. Um, so it's always really nice to hear, um, uh, you know, from the centre directors about, um, you know, students who are doing really well. And obviously this helps with our recruitment efforts. So, mm-hmm. yes, it's um, that, that's always really nice and rewarding too. How about outside of work? Uh, what are some of your interests? What are some things you do for fun? Outside that of work. That you're comfortable <laughs> sharing in a podcast. Besides, besides looking at the agent pipeline, what do I enjoy doing? Uh, I would say uh, turning off my phone, putting it on mm-hmm. airplane mode, which I don't do enough of. Um, I really enjoy yoga and, and meditation and um and bar fitness as well i'm not sure if you know what that is no. but it's um yeah it's a it's a new thing um mm-hmm. it's it's basically a cardio exercise um based very much on kind of ballet class movements it's oh, cool. uh it's pretty intense and and mm-hmm. a lot of fun um Do you have and then, in the background uh, not too much. I've got no okay. rhythm at all. So <laughs> not too much of that. Not too much of that. Um, 
And then uh, I I also enjoy writing poetry, which I haven't done in a long time, I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I've just got back into that recently, and so I'm trying to just get back into just you know uh, taking time out and, and writing a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I love also, I'm in the UK at the moment, I love going for long walks in the countryside. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I don't have the opportunity being in Dubai, so right. yes, um, when I get the chance to come home, it's always nice to get out and get some fresh air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in thinking whether this is uh, work-related or um, personal, uh, who's uh, somebody that inspires you and why? Mm, okay. Uh, I... I'm going to say, I hope this doesn't sound cheesy, but I'm going to say my mum. <laughs> oh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, um, yes, she's a soldier. Um, she came to the UK uh, just after she got married, age 19, and then raised six kids whilst running her own business from home. Wow. Um, so, yeah, she's uh, pretty phenomenal. And, and even now at 67, she can pretty much do anything from <laughs> cooking a delicious <laughs> meal for about 40 guests mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to building a kitchen cabinet. I'm not sure where she learned DIY, but I think she just saw... Uh, <laughs> You know, a couple of times we had builders doing some work and she just sees something once and then she says, you know what, I think I can try that. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, we're very lucky to have her. My dad also is obviously a very lucky man. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you've um, you've got a, a number of nieces and nephews that you like to spoil. Um, yes. Have you yes. Uh, any, any particular um, uh, stories uh, from your time in the UK recently of getting to um, dote on them? Oh, I've had a lot of time. Yeah, I, I've been here for um, for four weeks now. So uh, much of that is, you know, working from home. But it's um, mm -hmm. it's nice to spend some time with my um, my little nephew. Most of them live um, a bit further away. So the three of them are teenagers now. So there's obviously oh, not wow. much conversation happening. Mm -hmm. um, but the the, the five-year-old is uh, super cute. Uh, and just a funny thing I'll share. Just on the um, the first night I arrived I arrived uh, from Dubai, he just looked at me and said very randomly, don't do online dating. <laughs> it was so random. And I asked him what it was. And he said, I don't know. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah, well, it's um, fun. We'll, uh, we'll follow up on that question in a few minutes <laughs> to see if you've uh, heeded that advice or not. Um, that sounds like um, – so you and I got to uh, spend a good bit of time together uh, visiting some of our new partners last year on a bit of a yes. whirlwind trip, which yes. was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. We had some uh, – one in particular, fantastic uh, cab driver in Atlanta, who brought us a lot of laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Um, yes, we get, oh, we get yeah. to have some some cool meetings, um, including mm. going out to the um, uh, the airstrip at um, at Lynn University. Yeah. yeah. Checking out, we didn't get up in one of their planes, but got to see those. Mm. Um, anything uh, that uh, that that visit brought? Because you uh, you were in. Uh, DC and then went to Western Washington and yes. came back and um, uh, visited Lipscomb over with Lord and Lynn. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a you know a, a really cool way to see the US because you also had a stop over in New York. 
Yeah, it, it was amazing. And, you know, when I'm in the U.S., it's just one of the, <laughs> uh, one of the really uh, big differences I always see is just, you know, the amazing customer service is, you know, I think every British person will say that, hmm. um, which is great. I think um, specifically on the campuses I visited, uh, they were all amazing. Um, I, I think... I have to say my favorite was Lynn. <laughs> um, and, you know, just, uh, and I'm sure you would agree, some of the meetings we had with, you know, uh, some of the professors, particularly from, you know, uh, aviation and, and hospitality mm-hmm. management, they were, they just had so many stories of success stories of international students mm-hmm. um, who, and have gone on to, you know, uh, great, great things um, and it was nice to see that they actually they genuinely care about the students and they, and they keep in touch with them um, and that's one of the things that's obviously made me super excited about you know launching Lynn um, in a couple of weeks that, that we have that we already have something to work with with you know an incredible international student base and, and some really good stories um, so I would say yeah that was definitely definitely a highlight but all, all the campuses I visited were amazing yeah well, cool. Well, Noose, thank you for your time. It is always a, a pleasure to get to catch up with you and chat with you, whether it's um, about work or not. Um, so, <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, good luck on this last uh, Q3 push in the next few weeks. And uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for your support, as always. All right. All right. Thanks. Speak soon.